Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Episode 10 of Think Smart, Act Smart. Today, we have the honor of Dr. Leah Adams joining us. Dr. Leah Adams is a psychologist in private practice in Muncie, New York. She has a female-focused practice, helping women to navigate through the challenges of life. As a lecturer and former talk show host, she has addressed many topics related to interpersonal relationships. In addition to her professional life, she is an active member of her community, helping to run seniors programs, providing respite care for individuals with special needs. Dr. Adams has appeared in Bina Magazine, The View, and The Front Page Magazine, and has been featured in the Yated Magazine for her multifaceted roles. In her book, The Scare, A Personal Journey of Fear and Faith, Dr. Adams openly shares her struggle to keep afloat and stay positive when faced with a life-threatening diagnosis. And you can reach out to our office, support at partnersinshadochem.com. We'll be glad to direct you to her for her expertise. So hello, Dr. Adams. Hello, Bela. Thank you so much for having me. Dr. Adams, as you know, one of our goals at Partners in Shadokim is to empower the singles in the search for their zivug. What are your thoughts on this approach? Well, I'll tell you, there's a very important word in Yiddishkeit called yiush. It means despair. It's discussed in the Gemara in the context of someone giving up hope of finding something that they lost and whether once they give up that hope, whether even if the item is found, whether it belongs to them. But be that as it may, the concept is despair. What I find is that when an individual is looking to date and leaves it all up to somebody else to find them dates, and that designated finder doesn't come through for them, then they feel you. This came up actually the other day in my conversation with a lovely young woman in her early 30s. At the time, actually, I was trying to encourage her to post on partners, and she took them because I think the platform looks like a great idea. Her despair was really tangible as she lamented, there aren't any good guys left out there. I said to her, why would you think that? She said, well, that's what the shopman told me. I have to tell you, I almost fell off my chair when she said that to me. I was shocked. I know this girl. She is from, she is sweet, she is responsible. And with access to the right guy, I believe, Mir Tzashem, she could be married. So here is someone who, despite her accomplishments in other areas of her life, she's a professional. I'm not going to say, you know, what kind. Obviously, I don't want to give revealing information, but... She's successful in her job, in her relationships with family members. She has hobbies. She's ambitious. But she feels helpless because she left the most important aspect of her life in someone else's control. That's where the partners in Shaduchim comes into play, right? Right, exactly. Because with partners in Shaduchim, they're not just relying on somebody else. The individual has access to thousands of the resumes. They can search on their own, on their own terms, with their own interests in mind to find a prospective match. So this empowerment not only helps them find a date that's right for them, but obviously anytime you do something and you feel good about doing it, it gives you newfound confidence. So then this confidence transfers to other areas as well and will help them feel more self-assured even on the date. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'll tell you. This sounds like a funny analogy, right? Tell me what you think. Let's say your mother brings home a beautiful dress for you. It can be gorgeous, but the feeling when you're wearing it is not the same as wearing a dress that you had in mind, sought and bought. There's a different feeling of confidence when you know that you picked out a dress 
because it really is what you wanted. Now, obviously, dating is a little bit different than that, but you get an idea. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. My kids were always happier with something when they felt that they were part of the selection process. Right. Feeling helpless is a curse. It is a tool of the satan. It blocks otherwise brilliant, capable, talented, charming individuals from achieving their goals. So then the question is, how do you break out of the satan's claws? Right. That is an excellent question. So in my work with people, I find that the source for this helplessness is not actually a lack of skills or talent. It's more like, you know, when you're in elementary school and you don't understand what the teacher is saying, you don't have the set of skills, that's a certain type of helplessness. But in the people that I work with, I find the helplessness is really more a sense of unworthiness. If I feel that I am worthy, deserving, or have a right to something, then I say, and I say that I can have it, then I'm going to try to get it. For example, you wouldn't think twice about buying groceries for yourself, right? Right. Obviously, you need to eat. Mm -hmm. The problem is, in my case, I don't always make the right choices, but I'll have to see when you have a nutritionist on that will set me straight. Okay, but getting back to our example, right? So buying groceries wouldn't be a challenge because you recognize your need to eat and to be sustained. It's obvious to you that you have a right, right? You have a sense of worthiness when it comes to food. Okay. So on the other hand, buying flowers for your apartment might be a challenge. It implies that you want something, right? Flowers is not a need. It's not the same thing like food. So Buying flowers implies that you want something. You are worthy of wanting something. You are allowed to want something, and you are capable of fulfilling this wish. So if I don't feel worthy of owning flowers, then I'm not motivated to buy them. So then what happens? I sit at my Shabbos table, staring at the spot where I would have liked for the flowers to be, feeling helpless because my needs were not met. So you're saying that helplessness and lack of self-worth go hand in hand. Right. Generally, the lack of self-worth comes from hyper-focusing on some weaker aspect of ourselves at the cost of not focusing on the more positive aspect, right? Oftentimes, so I'll, I'll go over that concept again because I think that it's very important. Generally, our lack of self-esteem is going to come from hyper-focusing on some weaker aspect of ourselves, meaning that if I'm older and I'm not married yet, there's something wrong with me. And then they go into that frame of mind, there's something wrong with me or there must be something wrong with me. And then once you start to think there must be something wrong with me, then you come up with this list of things that are wrong, right? So then you you have somebody that, um, I don't know, might be a little overweight, right? So they're going to hyper-focus on, oh, I'm so terrible, I'm I'm overweight, I'm overweight, I'm overweight. And then they start to feel lousy about themselves. Where does that take them in regard to a shidduch that's being recommended to them, a nice young man that they would like to, that's being suggested to them? Okay, because... What happens is when you start to believe enough negatives about yourself, then you don't even feel worthy. So even if are you saying that they would, a single would say no to the shidduch or look for things in the potential rec- recommended shidduch and p- try to find things so that it'll 
it, it'll, it won't, the shidduch won't come about because they're not feeling good about themselves or they'll find negativity in the person that they're dating because they don't feel, they don't feel, they good, don't about feel good about themselves. So they project their negativity is, onto their, to the person that they're dating. They, they project it. They sabotage the it. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't feel good about myself. So either I'm going to find negatives in this other person because I'm not feeling good about myself, or I'm going to say this can't possibly be a shit off because it almost looks to me like it's working, but I'm not worthy, so how could it be that it's working? There's a, a, a phrase that we have um, that I learned in my EMDR training, which is a certain type of, of therapy, which is this concept of negative cognition. When we were talking about that hyper-focusing on weaker sense of ourselves and how we feel about ourselves, right? Right. Oftentimes, this is residual thinking from maybe negative experiences in childhood or adolescence, okay. right? So what happens is we develop certain negative cognitions about ourselves, and then we fit everything else into those negative cognitions. So if I, if I feel when I'm younger, one time I got berated by a teacher and I feel that I'm stupid, then when other situations will happen later in life, I always assume I'm stupid. So if I guy credits you for being bright, there's something must be wrong with him because he thinks I'm smart exactly, when I'm really stupid. Exactly, because my negative cognition is that I'm not very smart. So how mm-hmm. could that be? Um, you know, from one perspective, I, I really, and it's not just because it's my field, but I am a very big proponent of somebody spending a few years looking in the shidduch market, is that you treat yourself, and I say it honestly, I use the word treat, that you treat yourself to finding a good therapist because there are so many things that we can find out about ourselves and discover about ourselves, and maybe there are some of these cognitions we're taking in with us, even ones that we think are, are being humble and what a beautiful me that is to have humility, but some of these other things that we take with us that we don't even realize that those negative cognitions are there, and working with a good therapist can help you really free yourself from some of that thinking. Okay, so I, I think what happens is, with this use that we were talking about before and the role that the shotgun plays in it, right? Because here we're talking about the negative cognition and you're saying, okay, but it's the, it's the shotgun that said there aren't any available guys. Right. So that feeds into the use because now let's say I'm the single that's hearing this, right? So I'll say, oh, either, you know, I'm too late and I must be too late that all this, all the good guys are gone because there's something wrong with me. Or that's going to feed into, well, there's no good guy, so what happened? She took this woman's word for it because she's not feeling very good about herself. If a person were feeling good about themselves, they would say, this shotgun has to be crazy because I know that there are single guys out there, and I know that there are single good guys out there. So when she says to me, there's nobody left for me, if I'm feeling good enough about myself, I'm going to say that woman is wrong. Mm-hmm. But the way we interpret the reality comes from our negative cognition. So then she turns to me, and I'm actually saying to her, but wait a second, there are guys out there. There are 3,000 singles listed on, on, on partners in Shidduchim. So you can't tell me that there are no good single guys left. Even when I say that to her, she still says, oh, no, the shopman told me there's no good guys left. So that's what happens because this, she is stuck with this negative thinking. Now, 
from a practical behavioral perspective, right? Let's say we're not going so deep into the into um, into this negative cognition, right? But let's right. say we're saying to somebody is just not feeling the greatest about themselves. So from a practical perspective, a person can work on improving their their sense of self worth with yes. a very simple method. What you can do is you need to stop and you need to focus on something that you did right, that you did well, something that it is that you're proud of yourself for. Let's say um, today I cleaned my kitchen. It was looking a mess yesterday. I'm stop and think of one skill that you can recognize as positive. So now here's the way the exercise works. Say to themselves, you know what? I want to make one phone call this week. One. One phone call this week towards looking for shit up, towards getting my name out there, towards uh, increasing my, my social visibility, anything in that line. So that could be either I'm going to make a phone call to an, a, a, to an actual shopsman, go on to the Partners and Shidduchim platform, whatever it is, something that has the potential to lead to something else. So certainly Partners and Shidduchim, putting yourself out there, that's better than a phone call to a shopsman because when you put yourself on this platform, a lot of Shatzchanim are going to see it, or a lot of people's friends and family are going to see it, or a lot of singles are going to see it. So that's really the best bang for your buck, right? But even right. if it's other things that you're thinking about, for example, let's say you know you haven't, um, uh, you know, you haven't had a haircut in a while, and your hair always looks best, you know, when it's freshly cut. So then part of your looking for shit up might also be, you know what? I'm going to make sure to get that haircut this week. I'm going to make myself the appointment. I'm going to get my haircut. Because that's a, that's a step that you're taking towards saying, hey, I know when I look more put together, I feel more confident about myself, that's going to help me put a better foot forward when I'm in dating. Especially as you get older. And people say that the phones don't ring as much. There are less suggestions. And the reality is that Yish is seems to take, does take over. It's just the way we respond to situations when new things aren't coming our way. And instead, become proactive, picking up the phone to another friend, right? If, if things aren't, instead of feeding right. into the negativity, like this uh, Shachan who's going to be feeding into negativity, you know, pick up a phone and call a friend that you know that's also single and say, let's go out and do a chesed together, or how are you doing? Or go pick up something in the neighborhood uh, for Shabbos for a neighbor of yours that has a lot of children. And as you do it, ask the Rabboni Shalom. Everything should be said or everything should be thought of that because I'm doing this, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, please bring, bring a recommendation into my life. The more good we do, the more positive energy we bring into our lives, the more opportunities there are for good things to come our way. That's the Yiddish way we have to see the world, right? But then there's also just a freestanding aspect, which is, as I do this one thing, and then, I, and then I have in my plan that at the end of the week I'm going to review and see if I accomplish that thing, then just for myself I start to feel better about myself. Thank you, Dr. Adams, for sharing these insights. We want to thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much, Shayla, for inviting me to be, you know, really part of such an unbelievably exciting project. Uh, we really look forward to having you again in the future. And for all of you out there, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode of Think Smart, Act Smart, the podcast extension of Partners in Shaduchim. Our goal is to create both interesting and inspiring programming. And we welcome your suggestions and donations to help our platform become even better 
and more far-reaching. To share your ideas or sponsor an episode, contact us at partnersinshaduchim.com. We look forward to hearing from you.